Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. It's time for Rollin' with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Coach Nolan Richardson. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There's lots of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas and now in Cabot. Well, we have a lot of great hours on Drive Time Sports, but this is one of our favorites, obviously, of the whole week. We have Coach Nolan Richardson. Fitz Hill is with us tonight. Marcus Elliott left early, so it's Fitz Hill, Rick Schaefer, Coach Nolan Richardson. So, Coach, did you have a great Thanksgiving? was wonderful. Uh, anytime you can live and, and eat the food that I was able to eat and live through that, it had to be great. Wonderful. <laughs> now, Coach, I, every time I see you, you're a lot skinnier than you used to be. Are, are you eating enough when you say eat the food that you did? You eating enough? <laughs> well, I, I, I try not to eat too much. <laughs> I spent a lot of time trying to get rid of it. And so now that I've gotten rid of it, most of it, it's it's uh, you know, I don't, I really don't care to get back the way I used to weigh about 245. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not near that anymore. No, you're not. You look very healthy and very good, and I'm glad to glad to see that. Okay, so Thanksgiving, you got to also watch a lot of basketball. You saw the Hogs play in Hawaii. Uh, you saw the Hogs play this past Monday night. What'd you think of the Razorbacks and what you've seen of them so far? Well, I like their ball club. I think they got a great makeup. Of, of talented young men that uh, that are not only are they got size, they got they got the, the length. The, the, you know, you, you got a guy that may be six six, but he plays at seven seven feet. You got six nine, they playing at seven five. You know, so when you got that kind of uh, distance over the basketball court, it, it makes you awfully tough, awfully tough basketball team. And, and I believe the Razorbacks got an awfully good basketball team. You know, we've talked uh, earlier with you, I think our first show we had with this season, about the interesting blend. You bring in all these five-star freshmen, five- and four-star freshmen, and you bring in some transfer portal guys, and, hey, Anthony Black's been great. Everybody's contributed. But these guys coming out of the transfer portal, when you look at Ricky Council and um, Trevon Brazil, and now you look at the Mitchell twins, who kind of, you know, Makai Mitchell really emerged the last game. Sometimes it's really nice to have some veterans, isn't it? Uh, it's a new, it's a new game with the older young, the older players coming in, uh, playing have already played college. Actually, what I said, they already played college ball somewhere. Very intense. You know, you can't look at the name of the jersey in the front anymore. You better start checking who's on the back or the pack. 
because, you know, you could have a, a, a small school in the mind of basketball, but they got players just as good as your players, and in some cases better than your players because of the, uh, the, the arrangements that are made now by the NCAA and, and the way kids get an opportunity to play five, sometimes six years of football or, or, or basketball. To your point. It's a new game. It's a new game. Yeah, to your point, Arkansas plays in Hawaii. First game against Louisville, unranked and not very good this year. Second game against Creighton, number 10 in the country, and beat Arkansas. Third game against San Diego State, number 17. Can you imagine 10 years ago Louisville being unranked and Creighton and San Diego State being in the top 20? No question. No question. Uh, But, you know, you can go further than, than that. You can look at who's the number one team in the country. Houston. Right now. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's Houston, right? And we talked about that earlier. You got Houston being number one team, but you had a team last night in Baylor playing on Big East School, I believe. And Baylor was a national champion. They got beat 20 last night or so or more. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the game has changed. The jerseys, you, you, you can't look at the front of a jersey as they did in the past. They, oh, we sang Kentucky. But you can play Kentucky. Anybody can and have the same kind of players that a Kentucky would have when they go out and get the top five freshmen. You can go out and get guys who were, instead of McDonald All-Americans, get, some, get you some Burger King. Well, some Burger King's <laughs> that have been, been around. Yeah. Give me some Burger well, King's that's been around. I, yeah. I play the McDonald's all Americans every day of the week. But, well, uh, but that's what has happened in college basketball. It's, it's a lot of mixture of, of, of good players on all all squads now. Well, it was a Burger King. What it was, St. Peter's or the 15th seed that eliminated the McDonald's all Americans, Kentucky, in the first round of the NCAA last year. So it can. Right happen certainly can by the way i mean we we have had such um we've had so many calls in the first two hours we haven't even gotten to this because we talked about it last night devo davis by the way did uh, announce he's back on the team today he just had a one game absence he asked for a leave of absence everybody agreed with it and devo is back he practiced today so we do need to make that point uh, because again when you look at arkansas veterans devo's been such a good player for arkansas but how about Kamani Johnson? As I was thinking of your players, I think of Roosevelt Wallace, you know, a guy that was a body in there and got rebounds, would score some. Kamani is one of those guys that if you need a rebound, he's going to get it. Is, does he remind you of Wallace, or, or what do you think when you watch he, him play? He, he, he really do. Uh, he's got a good pair of hands. You know, anytime those guys with the big body, if you got bad hands, it doesn't matter how big the body is. <laughs> You know, you just you're just not a good. You won't be a good player. Uh, you won't really do anything really well because you handle so bad. But you've got good hands, and when you got good hands, boy, and you got good size, you got a chance to be pretty good all the way around. And that that young man brings uh, brings a lot to the table when he comes in the ball game. Yes, he, he, that's the kind of Roosevelt Wallace. Was a, what you call a bruiser, boy. He could, he could hit you with one of his bows, and you may not ever play again basketball. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and believe me, it can get pretty rough with the big boys plan. It can. Well, by the way, for all our listeners, and Fitz, I'll shut up, and if you have a question or two <laughs> no. for Nolan, you go right ahead. Right. But uh, our listeners, Coach loves callers. So 501-661-1037, and we've had wall-to-wall calls tonight, uh, mostly talking about the NIL. And um, and I don't know if the NIL helped get Ricky Council here, but I'm sure glad he's here. And to your point also, Coach, I know Wichita has had some success in the past, but they're not a Power 5 school. So those who don't watch Wichita or some of those schools are probably watching Ricky Council and saying, where did he come from? He, he's a player, isn't he? Oh, my God, he, he's really good. He really is. Uh, but, didn't, but it didn't surprise me from like that because I I spent five years in the Missouri Valley. Yeah. And, and yep. they, they had they had tremendous players. And Wichita was always mm-hmm. top recruiting class in that valley. You know, of course back in those days, even the days right before I got there, you you had Louisville in the Missouri Valley, Cincinnati in the Missouri Valley, uh, you know, the, the Tulsa bunch was in I mean it, it was a, it was a basketball conference and so uh, you know, and, and over the years, Wichita's always been one of those schools that was always at the NCAA tournament or or having the opportunity to play for more than just a first-round game. And then here, you know, lately, uh, they, they've been, you know, Sweet 16 even. Mm-hmm. So uh, he is a very good player. I, I'm sure there's others at that school similar to him that, that, that could go into some other program and really shine and he and he's beginning to shine like new money all right coach we've talked the callers into calling so here's our first one aaron and mom mel aaron you're on with coach richardson hey coach it's an honor to speak to you tonight i, I want to say uh you know you're you won a national championship in 94 and had a great squad but I, but my favorite team you had and, and i think even a more talented team you look at the at the draft and everything else considered was your ninety team. Uh, I think my favorite Razorback player of all time is Lee Mayberry. I just felt like he was so solid and so selfless, but also an underrated shooter. Could take over a game. Uh, he did that several times. Um, but I guess my question for you, as a coach, uh, I went to a lot of those games and was close to the action and, and the defensive style that you played coach with the with the full court and half court trap Sade, Ron Heary were, were incredible at trapping. Uh, but there was a lot of contact back then. A lot of a lot of body checking, a lot of those steals came after, you know, we kinda worked some guys over. Uh, they call a game a lot tighter now. Uh, do you think you could have played that style of defense uh, nowadays? Well, I think a lot of things when you say nowadays are totally different than 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 what we would call the olden days, or or, or as I call it, when basketball, you know, was a game where it, only the strong survived. You know, that that was the way. Of, that was the laws of the land. Are you there? Yeah. Well, he yeah he hung up to listen to your answer. Yeah, you go right ahead. Okay. And, and that that was really the law of the land. Uh, there would be some officials that right toward the end, all the rules changed because of the racetracks. I mean, we hand-checked. As, as a player, I hand-checked and was taught to hand-check. 
because handshake was a legal deal. It's mm-hmm. not illegal. Okay, so uh, a lot of coaches say, don't use your hands. <laughs> well, hell, if you didn't have them, you, you couldn't play. You got to use your hands. You know, uh, use your hands, but be taught the right way to use those hands. Uh, we didn't purposely go out to grab anyone, but, you know, if, if you if you played the physical type of game that I want you to play, you're going to have to use your hands. Uh, and, and so basketball is a game of decision-making, and the more pressure that's placed on the guy with the basketball, the better your defense becomes. It becomes part of your offense. And so that's why I used to really enjoy when the announcer would say, well, if you get Arkansas in a half-court game, they struggle. You better believe we're going to struggle because we're not a half-court team. <laughs> you play what, team, what kind of deal that you're talking about when you say Lee Mayberry, those kind of guys. They played the full court. They knew how to trap. We knew how to do things full court-wise. We tried to create tempo. We tried. There's many things that happen from a defensive standpoint that help your offense yeah. win basketball games. A team that doesn't shoot very well better play pretty good defense, better rebound better. And so, you know, you can't say, uh, would you be able to play like that? If the official lets you play, you play like that. If the official don't let you play, you still play a type of basketball that gives you an opportunity to win. Exactly. And you see this Arkansas team's long. Uh, they get some steals, and when you, we were talking earlier today, when your when your defense is the is the prime uh, aspect of your game, instead of shooting twenty five footers in a half court game, you get a lot of dunks after you make some steals, don't you? Well, like you say, you get a lot of dunks, and can you imagine the percentage? How many dunks they miss when they when they have ten dunks? You might miss one of those. Maybe yeah, you might. You, yeah, that's right. But how many? Three, you know what kills me is they think they're really doing a really great job when they take the ball down the floor and pass it ten times and break and cut and do all the things and end up shooting a 35-foot jump shot. <laughs> you know, and the offense, as far as I'm concerned, basically is geared to shoot a jump shot. And so right. how many – I mean, if you, if you look at it very well, let me shoot layups and you shoot – you shoot jump shots, and I'm probably going to beat you every night of the week yeah, because I'm, my percentage is going to be so high of shooting layups compared right. to you shooting the 30-footer. Think about this, and we got another caller I'm going to get to in a second. Arkansas on Monday night beat Troy. The Razorbacks, who are not a great three-point shooting team, maybe with Nick Smith uh, back playing more minutes, they might be better. Three for 11. That's 29, 27%. Inside the arc meaning not shooting three-pointers, 24 out of 40, that's 60%. You're going to win more with 60% than you are with 27%. Let's go to Caleb in Rogers. Caleb, thanks for calling. You're on with Coach Richardson. Hey, Coach Richardson. How are you? Okay, Caleb. Just wanted to say, uh, aside from all your accomplishments, you know, in life, growing up and through the struggles and battling through diversity and, and change in the world, uh, just aside from your professional achievements and everything, I thought it was really cool as a college kid. Um, I came up, you know, idolizing you. I'm from central Arkansas. I went to college there in 2009 to 2014, so stuck around an extra year. But I would see you many times at the 
Dixon Street Post Office, and you would always take your time to visit with anybody that approached you. And just seeing a larger-than-life individual like you, uh, you know, approach everybody with kindness and and, uh, just excitement was very, very refreshing. So just wanted to say thank you for uh, being a great human being and a great Razorback. Very nice, Caleb. You're not the only one that's experienced that. Believe me, a whole lot of people have. He's a wonderful gentleman. Man, it was awesome. We appreciate you guys. I've been listening to y'all since 2008. Keep up the great work. Great. All right. Thank you, Caleb. You know, thank you very uh, much, and we appreciate that. You know, Coach, for, for those of us who traveled with you for years, I would always notice, I assume you just enjoyed this, if you're on the road – You'd go down to the coffee shop or the restaurant or whatever it was, and if it didn't matter if the fan was an Arkansas fan or the fan of the school where Arkansas was playing, they sat down and talked. You'd just visit with them. Did did you enjoy that interaction with fans even in visiting cities? Absolutely. I, I, you know, the only people I didn't like <laughs> was the opposing coach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I didn't like him during that game, but – I, I was in love with, especially if we won after the game. And so, when when, when you're talking about who I am, that, that's who I am. Uh, I'm 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 not one of those guys that you see me one way one way one day and another way the next day. I'm pretty much the same old guy you don't see every day. You know, I one thing I used to I I, I got a kick out of because John Daly, you know, the golfer there with us while I was coaching, and I used to go play nine holes with him all the time, and, and the short story was he came by the house one day, and of course, we had played for a dime, a quarter, something like that, so if any time he needed something, he'd come call me, because <laughs> we'll play a little, yeah, let's play, so anyway, he was asking Rose, Coach Dad, he said, yeah, and she yells in the house, there's a kid out here want to play with you, I said, play Played with me, you know. I, I'm thinking in terms. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know. Wait a minute. So I said, he's he's talking about golf, honey. Oh, okay. I said he wanted to play with me. I said, yeah, we play. <laughs> I tell you, I never, I never forget that. So that's who I am. It, it doesn't matter who you know whether you you know whether you work for the garbage man or you work for the post office or you work or you're a doctor it really doesn't matter who you are i'm who i am it doesn't make any difference so i enjoy your business people you you get to you get to know and learn a lot about even yourself through other people visiting with you mm-hmm. okay so you and john daly used to play and you said for a quarter of a dime did you ever win any of his money That 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 wasn't part of the bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you beat, I knew you were a good golfer, but if you beat John Daly, that's pretty. That's pretty oh, big. It, it was it was it was no it was a no, an NC a, a no contest kind of deal there in that department. I mean, you know, usually I try to team up with him so I can win something. But no, we we, we didn't have a chance with John. You know, it's funny, we were talking earlier, and you just mentioned Baylor and Houston, and uh, Texas is in the top five, I think, right now in basketball. Texas Tech was in the final four 
uh, you, you look at the Southeastern Conference, it's very tough in basketball, but if there was still a Southwest Conference, it might be as good as anybody in basketball right now. Oh, man, I didn't tell you that. It's it's amazing how strong how strong that those conferences that you just mentioned and those teams that you just mentioned they uh, it's it, you know watching I, I don't mind watching games I used to didn't really get involved with watching games but because of the the, the talent that I see out on the floor and, and the way they play today is not the same the way they played not too long ago. You know, it's more up-tempo basketballs involved. I see teams trapping. Uh, I go back to the days of my junior college days but when when they had told me that if you try to press, you're going to get ran out of the gym. And all we did was go over one season, 37-0, and get run out of the gym, and we ran presses all night long. And then they said, well, you can't take that to the major college because those guys are older, smarter, and they don't make I said, well, the first game we played as a college coach was Louisville, and they had just won a national championship. And they had 34 turnovers that night and lost to it. And all I did was press, like I did at Bowie High School, like I did at Western Texas, and then I did some of that at Arkansas. So, so you know, if, if, if you're playing and, and, and if, if things are going the right way, from the standpoint of player personnel, you're going to be okay. All right. Well, we're okay when Nolan Richardson's on the program. We invite you to give us a call, 501-661-1037. You can talk to Coach Nolan Richardson. Or if you have a question for Pitts Hill, or if you still want a football question, that's okay, too. We've been talking about that a lot tonight. And we will be back right after this. got drive time sports locked in on the buzz radio network here is randy rainwater well randy's not with us tonight he's not feeling too well we hope that by friday we'll get him back so it's fitz hill it's rick schaefer and we're talking with coach nolan richardson and coach we got another call for you this is woo pig woo pig you're on the air with coach richardson well, this is indeed a wonderful thing. I mean, it, you got me in pretty quick here, first of all. And Coach Richardson, there's none better. Very true. I think uh, Muslim is trying to give you a run for your money. <laughs> Too straight and lead That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's great that we have two great coaches like you and Muslim in, and I hope he does well. Uh, what do you think about the Troy game? I thought there were a lot of turnovers early. Troy's very well coached. I mean, boy, they were very well coached. I, I tell you that they were very impressive, and I tell you why. Simply because they showed no fear, no fear. You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of teams with less name come into into Bud Walton, and, and it's like, oh my God, what are we coming into? But these guys, they came. You know, be I, I pay attention to body. And their body action to me was wow. These guys here are not—they're they're not little kids. 
and they were and they were looking for things to happen, and the uh, coach was had them zeroed in on what was going to happen and how to deal with it. What do you think about the sheepdog look on some of these players, where the hairs in their face? <laughs> I don't. I, don't I, I guess they've done it all the way through their lives, and they played like that. So, uh, you know, I, you know, you, you today's players. You can't tell them how to wear their hair. Now, my, my players back in the day, after today, you got to cut that off. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> what I would say? Over. I'd say peripherally, I, I you're, not, you're losing peripherals. So I'd say players. you're losing peripherals, so therefore you need to uh, uh, pull it back in a band or something, but uh, you got to be able to see what you're doing. Well, they must be able to. <laughs> you know, Coach, you, you can look back. Okay, I uh, my – first year at Arkansas was Eddie Sutton's third so I wasn't here for Martin Terry and that bunch but if you go back there and you look at the hair fashion it was you know it was large and all of that then it goes down it's it's like fashion in anything and whatever's fashionable that's what they're going to do they can see the basket but I think functionality has to trump functionality needs to trump style well Woodpig let me just tell you they can see the basket, and they can see the ball. Well, as long as they can see the guy that's throwing the ball, too, too. That's and right. uh, what about the NIL and this uh, portal thing? Uh, who, who's in charge, NCAA? Or? There's nobody we don't even know, do we? It's the Wild West. That's right. There's no there's no governing body. And like, well, Coach, what do you think? Now, Coach, what do you think about it? I'll tell you what I think. I think that they got to get this under control and soon. And I hope I hope we're doing things to move forward. And someone like you needs to be a beacon that'll push this thing through. Well, well, let me ask. Could I ask you a question? What would you suggest they do? <laughs> well, I'd yeah. suggest first of all that that we uh, get the NCAA involved and we do a little study that takes no more than two minutes. <laughs> well, the NCAA is not they. They're not in a position right now because it's all state laws, and so the NCAA doesn't have any. Yeah, but the NCAA needs to take the lead. Who else is there to take the lead? Coach, you got to take the lead. Nobody else is out there. All right, we're trying to get rid of the NCAA. (laughs) Have you ever seen the NCAA legal book? The bylaws, the laws of, of the NCAA. Have you ever had a chance to even take a peek? You, you need five degrees to understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's... it sounds it sounds good and it sounds easy. They they have a job in front of them, I guarantee. Yeah, they do, and there is going to be some revamping and reshaping, and probably has to be. But right now, you know, if you the nil money is, uh, you better have it, or you're not going to get good players. Period. It's okay. It's okay to do what wasn't okay to do when you were coaching. <laughs> Absolutely, it, it was. It was called cheating. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been going on forever anyway. Yep. You just made it legal. That's, That's right. right. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we got Dr. another call. Doctor Hill can tell you that. I, 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 coach, I told him when I first when I first came on. I said until there are rules, make them make rules. I mean, you know, you have you have to say, you know, when you start looking at all the recruiting that takes place, I mean, remember first, 
um, what happened, you could just sign anybody. Then what they say, well, Prop 48, we got to put that in. This kid can't do this. This kid can't do it. You didn't, there were no restrictions academically when we first started school. When I first started in college, well, we got to put this in. Why? Because they realized Dexter Manley and other things were taking place. The kids, So they try to put those in. And I said really the same thing right now is that until they put rules in, make them put rules in, go out and make the max, maximize the opportunities while there is no rules. And that's what's taking place to some places and some places are waiting back. And those schools are going to be behind. Wait, you, you, you put it right, Doc. You put it right. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and, and, and I'm saying there are no rules. And, and, and even Lane Kiffin came out in football coaching and said, listen, he said, in the NFL, at least you have a salary cap with the NIL. You don't. Ha- we do not have a salary cap. You can give a kid anything in college right now. There's no limitations, no restriction. No restriction. And so, and so that's uh-huh. the reason I made point earlier. The number one receiver from last year at Pitt ended up at USC. He was the Blintikoff, the number one guy who's going in. Coach, I don't know if you well, were. If it, if it, if it is. You know, he had to take a cut and pay to go to the pro. Well, that's just hey, hey, Rick, Rick, Rick. What was the what's the young man at Kentucky? Calipari called him in office yeah. and said right. he had slotted at a one point four million second round draft pick. He's getting two million at Kentucky. I mean, hey, <laughs> if, if it's legal, well, you know, like like they used to say, if if you're not cheating, you're not trying to win. So now they done removed the cheating out of what you're talking about because you can do whatever was defined as cheating. And so why? And yeah. you're on the sideline now. Yeah. Well, you, I knew I knew you would know, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, if Kentucky's paying a guy two million bucks, they better not lose in the first round. That's for sure. Okay, we got another call for Coach. Here's James and Little Rock. James, you're on with Coach Richardson. Hey, Coach, got a question for you. Something I struggle with <clears throat> coaching my daughter's volleyball team. Not that it's on the same level you guys did, but uh, I struggle with uh, learning the way to motivate. One child, you can really get on them, and they respond. Another child, uh, you you have to be very careful, or they're completely shut down. How? What did you use to, to figure out what method to motivate the players? And I'll hang up with. All right, good question. James. You know, you know, it, it, you, you, I tried to coach the women pro basketball i mean I, I've, I've done it all from seventh grade junior high high school even into the coach panamanian coach the mexican olympic team and then it got the girls and women it's a very difficult their pattern kind of athletes the pattern means if you got somewhere to, you, you're gonna go to a certain spot whereas the, the male plays pickup games every day from a basketball standpoint or a volleyball. They just play. Where I don't see maybe the women do the same kinds of things. And at the same time, when you're talking about wearing uh, on your sleeve your feelings, if they, they get very upset if you they yell at them. Sometimes you just saying, come on. But if it's maybe the way you way you say come on. I know that with players, there are certain guys that really don't like to be called out when someone is paying attention or listening or seeing, so they think they're being embarrassed. And I won't mention one of my players, was one of the best players we had up here. I jumped in in practice one day, 
and he didn't respond well. I, I thought, God, I, I didn't think he liked that. And then I took him in my office, and I talked to him, and I found out that he was embarrassed the way I addressed it. And then I felt embarrassed a little bit because you, you don't have to do that in front of anyone. So I think I learned a lesson many, many years ago is that you don't ever, you know, they always say, I treat them all the same. If you lived in a house with your own kids, you don't treat them all the same. So some of them don't need the kind of treatment that you might have to give one to the other one. Amen. And, and I think that's what, what has happened to our, to our youngsters today. Everybody wants to be their friend. There's no such thing as tough love. They want to be friends. They want to be loved by their family or by their friends. They, it's, 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 it's unbelievable how, how, how far this has gone. And so, like I said, if you do the best job you can trying to understand what makes them tick, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure that out. But what, you know, I, there are some guys that I could just jump on and they would work so hard and there could be some that I'd do the same and then you just start pouting and they want to quit on you. And then sometimes they go home and they get the same treatment of how bad the guy is, the coach is. Mm, mm. You know, so uh, good luck. <laughs> That's the only thing I can wish you is good luck and, 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 and try different ways because I think a coach has become a, a, psychiat- a psychiatrist. You got to deal with all kinds of things, egos, uh, and with this new rule that Doctor Hill is playing with the NIL and no no rules at all. Hey, I, I, we we better we got to figure out something. Yes, and you're right, boy. Every, everybody, uh, you can treat different people different ways. You're exactly right. Very good answer. Hope that helps your volleyball team. Fitz Hill's with us, Rick Schaefer. We've got one more segment with Coach Nolan Richardson. You can give us a call at 501-661-1037 on Drive Time Sports. heaven this is drive time sports a presentation of the buzz radio network welcome back to drive time sports coach fitzhill dr fitzhill call him whichever you want he's the doctor of football he's a coach and coach nolan richardson with us and we've got another call for nolan and that is mark from little rock mark thanks for calling hey guys how's it going great thanks hey mark Hey, uh, Coach Richardson, I, I, I know you remember these couple of games. These were way back, uh, way, way back. So the NCAA game in the tournament, <clears throat> you're going against uh, North Carolina, and uh, Lee Mayberry was struggling with his three-pointers. And I believe you called a timeout just to talk to Lee about passing up threes. <laughs> and when that guy came in, he, he he didn't pass the ball to nobody for the first three shots and hit nothing but threes. Do you remember that one? That would have been a Well, if he made, did he make them? 
Oh, yes, sir. He, he didn't miss another one. He got the team fired up, and you went on a, a, a 20-0 run. Well, I, I the only one that I remember is we were playing. Uh, LSU had us probably down 15, and we had taken uh, one shot during that period. And I went in the dressing room, and we had – me and him had an interview. <laughs> we, we had a visit with each other a little bit. And so – I, I remember him taking the next five, six shots. He hit, hit all of them, man. At the end, of, he had he had two points at I believe at the end of the first quarter, and he comes back out and he scores thirty in the second half. You know, oh yeah. I I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about because Lee was that kind of guy that gave you what you needed to have to win. You know, he he wasn't one of those guys that were going after the scoring, but whatever it took to give you the opportunity to win, Lee Mayberry was there for that. And uh, people don't realize, but his defense created a lot of offense mm-hmm. for everybody else. Yeah. He, he, he could touch balls and he could read and anticipate. And so uh, uh, he was one of the, the really smart players that we had on our basketball team. Well, the, game Mark's, the game Mark's talking about was in the 1990 NCAA Regionals at Austin, Texas, when Arkansas beat Princeton and then beat North Carolina to get to the uh, Regionals in uh, Dallas where they beat Texas to get to the Final Four. The game Coach Richardson's talking about, Lee Mayberry hit nine threes in that game. It was at Barnhill Arena, and Arkansas beat LSU. Yeah. Now, there's one more game I want to talk to you about. Todd Day was, was you suspended him. You always suspended Todd for something. But Todd got suspended, at least for the first half. And I don't know what you told him. Y'all playing TCU. This is in Barney Hill Arena. And he was sitting on the bench. And we outnumbered TCU manpower four to one. And we struggled in that game. I think somewhere around the 15, 20-minute mark, you said something to Todd. And Todd ran in the game and – yeah, wind up blowing out TCU. I want to know what did you tell him. Wow, that's a. I don't even remember that. Do you remember that one, Coach? No, no, I don't. I, I don't. I should remember any, anything and everything about Todd Day, but because Todd was was one of those guys in practice, you know, he he looked like he could even play the game of basketball. But when those lights came on and the official strike shirt came out. Todd Day was the best player on the floor. <laughs> so I, I got to the point that I stopped yelling at him in practice. <laughs> there are some guys that practice and don't play the way. And some guys that don't don't play so well uh, really don't practice so well. But Todd was Todd he was a different kind of breed. I mean he he when the he he was truly a gamer. That's when the oh, game yeah. was on Todd was ready to play. Well, Mark, I can tell you one thing Coach didn't tell him, get in the game and shoot, because you didn't have to tell Todd Day to shoot. <laughs> Not Todd. <laughs> no, he came in, he, he lit a spark, and that game turned from a, a, a three-point uh, fest to a, a, a 20-something point blowout the second he stepped on the floor. He just got them all motivated. Well, you know, that's that's the part that I, I thought in order to utilize guys like Todd and Lee, and uh, <laughs> sometimes that's 
you 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 try to play the, the style that makes them the best, make them the best of what they do. Coaching is to me sometimes overrated. I, I was not a very good coach, but I, I I knew what good players were that could play in the system that I wanted to play. In. I think that's yes, just sort of different than how I feel about the coaching. I think coaching starts in sixth, fifth, sixth grade when you start teaching kids how to really dribble, pass, and shoot. And by the time they get to high school, if they don't have acquired those skills, you know, you're, you're talking about an 18, 19-year-old guy. You're trying to teach how to shoot and rebound and block out. All oh, that should have been learned a long time ago before, before oh, yeah. we ever got to the high school, basically. So I, I give my hat off to those coaches who have had those kids when they were youngsters and taught them how the game is played. Well, for a guy for a guy that's in every Hall of Fame that there is for coaching, I think you were a pretty good coach, Nolan. I'm not going to downplay that by any means. Yeah, uh, we, we all they ran out of they ran out of people, Rick. They no, said, I, uh, you know, Nolan's right. been around a long time. Let's, let's put it let's put him in there. He, no. he, he, he. I don't think so. I've been I've so. been blessed. I, I I can honestly say I've been blessed with the fact that I I could play every sport. I could I had a chance to coach every sport in, as I started out. I, I get it. I just I had so many opportunities that others would, would not have had, but I, I had them, and, and and I had good assistant coaches and good players. And I mean, it it, it takes it takes a whole lot of people to, to pull together uh, to win championships, and that's that's to me is the biggest key. Coach, you, you're talking right. about. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for calling. I just want you, you're talking about coaching. You know, multiple sports. It's so different how you know used to you could evaluate a basketball player playing football or vice versa. But today, that's that that has changed drastically with the specialization. Um, you have any perspectives on that? You, 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 uh, to me, everybody's specializing. Is what you're saying? Yes, sir. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, because that, back that, then you were able. That. You were able to evaluate, you know, different skill sets by by different sports. Uh, it, it was so, you know, when I see a kid that that's a good athlete, you know, mm-hmm. that could can play multiple sports, but then they talk him into maybe just be a basketball player or a football player or baseball player, you know, every, you know, it, it to me it just kind of took away. Mm-hmm. The greatness of what you could have been and never would have known had you, if you had been able to pursue and keep playing and fall in love with something that you love the most. I think at, at a young age now that these kids have already decided I'm going to be a football player mm-hmm. when they could probably have been a better basketball or a golfer or track, but it's already been predetermined because of the, the, the NBA and the, the money that's being paid, all of these things influence the way we as individuals live our lives and coaches, coach their team. It's all about the NBA. I, you know, I, 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 I've been intrigued by the fact that I think last year, where, you know, in this section, it said that, what, um, 62 or 60, 60 in the range. I don't remember the exact number. I know it's minimum. 60% of all NFL players played basketball in high school. 
Isn't that amazing? Yes. I mean, and so the, the skills, and, 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 and then I know when talking to Dr. Rob on the radio, how we find out that the, and those who participate in multiple sports have fewer injuries because of how they exercise their muscles in different areas. And then they've shown studies that playing one sport, you, 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 you have a greater probability of pulling a hamstring or doing something because you're not, you're not diversifying your muscle patterns in other sports. I can believe that. Absolutely. You know, it's it's just like when when you, when you run in the lap. If you run one direction yep. around let's say around the gym, you keep the same direction over and over. Well, you you that that part of the ankle will probably be strong, but the other side won't be strong. So that's you need to run the other way too. That's exactly right. Boy, yeah. great point. Well, the yeah. hour with Nolan Richardson is always great, and it always goes way too fast. Coach, thank you very much for another great show tonight. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Fitz, thanks for everything tonight. We hope you all will join us tomorrow night on Drive Time Sports. Glad to hear your voice, Dr. Hill. Hang in there, baby.